Blog Talk Radio. Qualification is 
is that she isn't from the education establishment. Yeah. yeah what yeah. does that mean? That she doesn't know anything about education. That she doesn't know anything about it, yeah. About public education. Yeah, to believe him and then working within the public education system is disqualifying to run, the, it says it is disqualifying to run the education department. Understanding from the inside how the system works isn't a qualification. Uh, so what are qualifications to Lieberman? She has many others. She's a mother and a grandmother. She cares about children more generally. And she uh, has uh, been involved in education like so many parents and local citizens, school boards and members across uh, for almost 30 years. Uh, and uh, he noted that she never, she isn't only a philanthropist and advocate for reform, but also mentors students in the public school of Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, but the interesting thing is, uh, and here's an, uh, another report, she will be asked questions, um, he said, but um, what I wanted to show you was the uh, actual qualifications that she does have, which is nothing. Okay, here it is. Meet Betsy DeVos, Trump's Secretary of Education. Okay. I have no experience, but I donated $9.5 to Trump's campaign. Oh, okay. She is a billionaire. No education degree, no teaching experience, no experience working in a school environment. Never attended public school or state university. Never put her own children in public school. Does not believe in or support public education. Believes that public school teachers are overpaid. Supports for support for profit education. Uh, Invested $200 million in Christian schools and organizations. Doggedly avoid Advocate. advocates. No, doggedly advocates Thank funneling you. money out of public education into for-profit Christian-based education. <clears throat> so she's highly unqualified for this position, I have to say that. But I thought Trump repaid her with a nomination hoping the Senate would be smart enough to not to, not to confirm her. Yeah. Uh, I believe he believes she will never be approved and her confirmation will be absolute insanity. Yeah. Well, I mean, who knows? His kids never went to public school. Yeah, but, you know, and he never for, did. Him to get, to him, for him to get uh -huh. this thing approved is like, get out. This is another interesting thing that happened today, uh, came up today, was... Um, Turns out that uh, Assange? Assange is a lawyer. Okay, um, stated that Manning, his commutation or pardon, um, doesn't meet extradition offers and conditions. It turns out that Assange offered to trade places with him, uh -huh. with Manning. Okay, and uh, Obama just gave him the commutation without taking Assange's uh, plan, uh, without agreeing to to to. to do it. He just gave Manning a, uh, you know. There you go, pal. Commute your silence to the time served, I guess. It says here. The attorney for Julian Assange said President Obama's commutation of Chelsea Manning's uh, sentence does not meet the conditions of the WikiLeaks heads offer to be extradited to the United States if Manning's were pardoned. I don't understand it. Well, Obama. Obama on Tuesday commuted Manning's sentence for leaking classified information to, to WikiLeaks, WikiLeaks le leading many to wonder whether the me that meant Assange was ready to surrender to the Department of Justice. 
Mr. Assange welcomes the announcement that Ms. Manning's sentence will be reduced and she'll be released in May, but this is well short of what he sought, said Barry Pollack, Assange's U.S.-based attorney via email. Mr. Assange had called for Chelsea Manning to receive clemency and be released immediately. Assange has not been publicly charged with a crime in the United States, but his legal team believes he may be charged under seal, where charges are kept secret to prevent a suspect from preparing an escape. Assange first offered in September to trade extradition to the U.S. for a parting for Manning. He reiterated the claim as recently as last week on Twitter. If Obama grants Manning clemency, Assange will agree to U.S. to a U.S. extradition, despite clear unconstitutionality of the Department of Justice case, treated WikiLeaks official account on Thursday. All right. So anyway, to make a long story short, that's what that's what's going on there. Mm-hmm. So that was an offer made, but it looks like it wasn't um, accepted. Yeah. But he still, he still, uh, he didn't release Manning immediately, but he commuted his sentence. So, hey, now her sentence. Oh uh, yeah, it's sentence. Her sentence. Her sentence, right? She didn't have the change yet. Yeah, she. I thought she did. No, I, I don't she, think so. I, don't I think, think I thought the government had to pay for it. Yeah, I don't know if she had it yet. Oh, who cares? Oh, well, yeah. anyway, that's a move. That's point. her problem. Uh, video Obama interfered with the election when he told illegals to vote. This is good because it, I saw this and I, I was really appalled when I saw it because uh, and nobody nobody talked about it. Uh, nobody talked about it anywhere. Nope. Yeah, I could tell. None. Maybe maybe on Fox I was about it, but I don't think anybody else talked about it in the mainstream media. And uh, you know they, uh, they this is remarkable. This is from Truth Feed. These are pretty good. Uh, I mean, they can't. They can't deny this. Huh? You know, I, I'll show it to you. I'm gonna play it. It's not very long. Aaron Marino is a published author, pug lover, and Game of Thrones nerd. You can follow her on Twitter here and Facebook. But um, that's the author of this. But um, um, but I want you to listen to this. There you go. Many of the millennial dreamers, undocumented uh, citizens and home citizens, because they contribute to this country, are fearful of voting. So if I vote, will immigration know where I live? Will they come for my family and deport us? Not true. And the reason is, first of all, when you vote, you are a citizen yourself. And there is not a situation where the voting rolls somehow are transferred over and people start investigating, et cetera. The sanctity of the vote is strictly confidential. I can't believe I heard what I heard. The, the president is even questioning whether the, the person who is an illegal is voting, uh, outside of reminding people that if you're a citizen, you vote. But it's very clear that the question is being asked was about illegals voting and afraid that they might be reported to, to border security. You're illegal. You, you cannot vote. And, and the President of the United States is saying, don't worry, no one will be spying on your catching you. When, when maybe, whether you're for the President, against the President, whether you're, 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 you're pro-immigration reform, anti-immigration reform, you are ignoring the fact that you've been questioned about illegal voting. 
because you're not a citizen of this country. Former Arizona governor. That's frightening, isn't it? Isn't that frightening? But that was just a very small clip, so you don't know what came before. Well, I knew that. I saw that interview a long time when it when it first came out on Fox, yeah. and uh, and he said that she asked him, "Would that this is basically what it was?" And this was her. She was an illegal immigrant. And, and she wanted she, to know when she voted if anybody would find out. No, she or her family or anybody would, yeah. And uh, he said no. Well, how could you vote if you don't have any? Because uh, you don't need any ID. You don't need. You don't need. Um, uh, most states now, you don't need uh, voter ID, mm. which is to me that it's so absurd. You know, it's ridiculous. You need a license to drive. Yeah, and the only reason they they don't require that in many states, and they've been fighting it, is they say, oh, that's uh, anti-voting stuff and bullshit. I mean, I don't know. I I mean, this is Connecticut. We demand a, a, a photo ID mm. up there. You have to show your license. You got to show your license, all right, or some other, you know form of uh, photo uh, identification. And, I mean, why they won't allow it in, in, in uh, uh, southern states and uh, and, uh, and and other things is, is uh, I don't understand. Now, us, they, they, you know, they're, they're fighting it. I mean, wherever there's a, a high majority, like in California, wherever a high minority uh, count of illegal aliens. So the southwest and the north uh, and the uh, west. So it's really, that's really, to me, that was staggering because I, I, you know, when I first heard it, and then to to see it again, but uh, amazing. This is something that caught my eye that really made me almost. Saudi Arabia was yeah. elected to the yeah. UN Human Rights Council. Yeah, just one re-election re to the UN, Human Rights Council, the UN. Seventy-nine percent of UN member states voted to elect Saudi Arabia, but Saudi Arabia is one of the worst, world's worst human rights violators. Since winning, since first winning uh, season 200, 2013, beheadings reached a 20-year high. Women are still forbidden from driving. Uh, it, human rights activist Raf Baudi still awaits 900 lashes in prison for blogging. In Yemen, uh, Saudi warplanes have killed 500 children. Uh, Saudi-led airstrikes hit Yemen funeral, killing 140 in October. But it's too late. Uh, but, it's not Saudi too, it's, but it's not, not too Okay, late. you read it. The council has a provision to expel gross violators of human rights. Over 5,000 have already signed the petition here huh. to exercise provision. Now, can you imagine trying to fight to expel Saudi Arabia? I definitely, definitely. That, this has been viewed by, by um, over a million people. I can see why. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, this is... this this. This didn't make any sense to me when I read it because it was so stupid. But this guy saying that the domestic conspiracy that Trump and the election um, uh, is in plain sight. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's claiming that the, the 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 Trump campaign was a domestic conspiracy. Yeah, what the hell? The guy made no sense. He was a, you know. Information presently public and available confirms that Eric Prince, Rudy Giuliani, and Donald Trump conspired to intimidate FBI Director James Comey into interfering and thus 
directly affecting the 216 election. This conspiracy was made possible with the assistance of officers in the New York Police Department and agents until the New York Field Office and Bureau of Investigation. All the major actors in the conspiracy have held confessed to its particular, either in the words or in deed, and moreover, the major actors have publicly exhibited consciousness of guilt after the fact. Okay, so what they did is they leaked all this information, and it was, uh, you know, all this readily information was leaked, and now they're claiming uh, this long bullshit report is now claiming that, um, um, uh, you know, it was all Comey's. They, they, they put pressure on Comey, right?
By granting Manning clemency, Obama admits that the massive leak of classified intelligence information was Arguably damaging, was but not damaging. so damaging as to warrant a 35-year prison sentence. Certainly, Manning's intelligence leak is magnitudes worse um, leak than the John Podesta emails that of the entire U.S. establishment up in arms and pleading for a heavy retaliation. Keep in mind that Chelsea Manning has pleaded guilty and admitted to the intelligence breach. No evidence has ever been provided to the public that proves the Russian state was behind the Podesta or DNC document leak. Which brings us to this argument. The Democratic Party and the outgoing President Barack Obama are gravely concerned about Russian election hacking, concerned enough to impose sanctions on Russia, expel Russian diplomats, and even call for a warlike response toward Russia with no evidence. How does Obama and the party explain the sudden about phase on Manning and their forgiveness for Manning's intelligence betrayal? that jeopardizes the fabric of U.S. democracy and endangers U.S. national security. Are we to believe that John Podesta's emails is worthy enough for conflict with Russia, but Manning's classified document release that exposed the highest level of U.S. military intelligence information is not considered forgivable? Is, is, now. is now considered forgivable. Yeah. Or can we simply conclude that Obama's Red Scare is simply a political ploy to damage President-elect Trump? and excuse Hillary Clinton and the Democratic Party from running the most pathetic election in history because the false narrative that John Podesta's emails leaked threatens to destroy U.S. democracy has now fallen completely apart. That's right. That is something. Mm -hmm. It's totally amazing. Yeah. The guy leaks up to 750,000 pages of highly sensitive stuff. Yeah. Because it wasn't that sensitive. But you mess with Podesta stuff, and hey, don't don't mess with soul burning. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Now, just just for the fun of it, Obama's scandal-free administration is a myth. That's so true. This is from Wall Street Journal, but I I think you should check this out. He has more damn scandals than 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 Bush and anybody all of them put together. Yeah. Uh huh. Amazing. You often hear that Obama's administration, whatever its its, its other failings, uh, has been scandal-free. Valerie Jarrett, the president's closest advisor, has said she prides. Oh, this stuff. I hate this stuff so much. These pop-ups just destroy you. Maybe it's the controlled media. That's why. What do you mean? That's why it's been scandal-free. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the media hasn't covered all of his all of uh, all of his scandals, or even called them scandals. But uh, I mean, my God, he got a ton of them. Now I can see where the Wall Street Journal is going broke. They covered up the whole. Jesus, fifty percent, fifty percent off. I don't understand that. For the Wall Street Journal. Get it today. All right. Uh, scandal free, and he hasn't done and he hasn't done something to embarrass himself. Oh my God. That's what Jared said. 
Even Trump advisor Peter Thiel seems to agree when the New York Times' Maureen Dowd observed during an interview that Mr. Obama's administration was without any ethical shadiness. Mr. Thiel accepted the premise, saying, well, but there is a point where no corruption can be a bad where no corruption can be a bad thing. It can mean that things are too boring. Uh, the Thiel is an asshole, too. But uh, the reality, Mr. Obama has presided over some of the worst scandals. State Department email scandal. Uh, Operation Fast and Furious. IRS abuses. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Benghazi. Yes, that was horrible. Hacking. Mr. Obama presided over the biggest data breach in federal history, which came from the... Um, from the Chinese, all right? Personal files of millions of federal employees and may end up being used from everything from identity theft to blackmail and espionage. OPM director uh, Catherine Achuda, the president's former political director, had been warned repeatedly about security deficiencies but took no steps to fix them. Uh, I mean, tell me about I mean, he had one of the stupidest, most ignorant, most inept bunch of people that I, I that have ever served in, in that office and allowed the entire security of, of 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 this country, okay, to be hacked and to be riddled with, with, with spies and oh God, we're lucky we didn't just destroy or blow up. Veterans affairs. If you know, remember hearing about the veterans affairs? Mm-hmm. At least forty US veterans died waiting for appointments at the Phoenix VA vet, uh, 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 veteran affairs. Um at the hospital. A part of an effort to conceal that between 1,400 and 1,600 veterans were forced to wait months for appointments. You know, a 214 internal audit found 57,436 newly enrolled veterans facing a minimum 90-day wait for medical care. That's horrible. I mean, that, 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 that's like, you know, I mean, it, this, and it, it turned out they were all on the payroll and they were all uh, scamming. Uh, one reason for Obama's penchant for secrecy and his, his habit of breaking rules. Um, from not informing Congress of the dubious prisoner swap involving Sergeant Bo Bergdahl and the Taliban to violating restrictions on cash transfers to Iran as part of a hostage deal. The president's journalistic allies are happily echoing the scandal-free myth. Time, Joe Klein's, Time's Joe Klein claims Mr. Obama had absolutely no hint of scandal in his presidency, and the media failure to cover the Obama's administration critically has been... Uh, scandal in itself, but at least the president can't be blamed for that one. Isn't that freaking amazing? Huh? I don't know. I think so. Don't you think so? Huh? Don't you think that's amazing? Yeah, you know, sorry. That they, could, that, 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 that they don't say... The guy said at least ten scandals, major scandals. And nobody... And, 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 it didn't and, even and, cause a ripple in the No, ocean. no. Well, yep. Incredible. Those are, the, those are just some of them. These are these okay. are bikers headed to uh, uh, D.C. Yeah, 200,000 bikers all wow. headed to uh, D.C. Where are they going to be? Oh, in D.C. somewhere. Hmm. Uh, the Pentagon lost $6.5 trillion in 2016. As in its... Uh, as in its just... As in it just disappeared... I just thought it just disappeared, and you would think the mainstream media would have mentioned it, but instead they wouldn't shut up about Zika, uh, bathrooms, Olympics, and Pokemon Go. Remember uh-huh. that? Yeah, it's true. Uh, 
they think they have an agenda. Nah, that's just a conspiracy theory. In their entire history, WikiLeaks has not had a retract had to retract a single story as fake news. They have won every court case that challenged their information, and every single one. Hmm. No mainstream media network can truthfully claim the same. That's huh. Wow. That's really true. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. What's it say about Elizabeth? Oh, uh, she's not the darling of the left she's anymore. Nobody but she, can she, she, she's nobody can stand her. Yeah, that's what they are. That's what she is, and 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 and, and a lot of because now they're 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 praising praising uh, 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 Sanders as the he's the savior of the Democratic oh, Party. Really? The guy's not even a the Democrat. The problem is that you can't assure that HUD money, not a ten dollar variety, but a multi million dollar variety, will not end up in the president elect's pocket. Just nominees and cars on the to promise that cash would be done that way. Regardless of Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi's titles and to the comical dismay of corporate established Democrats, Bernie Sanders has become the de facto leader of the Democratic Party. Sunday in Warren, Michi- uh, Sunday in Warren, Michigan, um, I'm sorry, Sunday in Warren, Michigan. Sunday in Warren. No, they, no, they must have been. They, they, they inverted this. Warren was Sunday in Michigan. Sunday in Michigan. Warren put an exclamation yeah. point on the. On they the just sentence. mixed up the words. They switched the words. Uh, exclamation point on the sentence. As Sanders, alongside Schumer, bought out, brought out 8,000 people on a bitterly cold winter day to fight against Obamacare repeal. Even the establishment media is waking up. Granted, uh, a year too late. But. Um, uh, the future of the Democratic Party, Joe Scarborough, echoing Mika Brzezinski's sentiment, said on Morning Joe Monday, uh, he sounds just as reverent today as he did a year ago. Mm-hmm. So as the mainstream media optimistically feels, tries to feel the burn after snoring, uh, ignoring Sanders when it mattered, both CNN and MSNBC recently held primetime uh, halls with him and uh, you know who's become less relevant. Huh. It mattered. Okay. The one-time progressive rock star who activists tried to summon uh, in 2016 with hopes of bringing down Hillary has already been made moves that made Inside the Beltway believe a, a precursor, uh, that I thought should be a precursor to 2020. But much to the shock of ingenious, of genius corporate journalists, who continue to live their alternate elitist bubble and obsessed over Donald Trump's tweets, rather than the endless struggles of working people, the progressive movement has soured on one of its past heroes. Okay, let's just go yeah, right so, down to the end of that. So she and Bernie Byrne are 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 just jokes, you know. Yeah. That's really what it comes down to, which made it funny, I thought. So well, she kind of lost her credibility. She lost all her cred now because she's a, she's she just well, just unbelievable. Unbelievable. And uh, people gave up on it, you know? Uh, oh, this was good. And I think I'll leave us with this tonight. We may go over a little bit, but former Black Panther destroys John Lewis on Tucker Carlson. Huh. You know, you know? Yeah. He, re- he really went into Even it. though we're right to the end. Let's but he, he, was, yeah. he was absolutely right on us. We, just, we were only 30 minutes show tonight, but we'll just go a little longer. 
Uh, well, Congressman John Lewis of Georgia is being cast as the undisputed champion of black America, standing in opposition to Donald Trump on behalf of all African Americans. Well, Lewis does not speak for all African Americans. Mason Weaver used to be a Black Panther, for example. He now says Lewis is a, quote, civil rights turncoat who's collaborating with the Democratic Party to oppress black America. Uh-huh. Mr. Weaver joins us now to explain what he means. Mr. Weaver, thanks for joining us tonight. My pleasure. So, my pleasure. What, so what did you mean by that? Well, you know, in the early 70s and late 60s, we were demonstrating and protesting for the right to compete as adult citizens in America. We were not demonstrating to be taken care of better. Now, Congressman Lewis, he marched across the Pettus Bridge, and they beat him and ran over him. But those were Democrats. It was Democrat George Wallace stood in the schoolhouse yard. It was Democrats, Bull Connors, that oppressed folks. It was Democrats that voted for the litmus test called the literacy test and the poll tax. He was fighting Democrats. But after they beat his behind on that bridge and ran over him and stomped him in the ground, he got up and turned and joined them. He joined the oppressors and became a stool for them, where he was now sitting and presiding over the destruction of the black community, the destruction of the black men, destruction of the black women with drugs and gangs. He has presided over the worst school system in the world, where black people are learning only to be gang prep. So I'm just, I'm outraged that the, that the demonstration that he had early in his life has turned to a subjugation of his rights and authority as a black leader. So when you say he's presided over, are you speaking of his congressional district? Not just his congressional district, but the Congressional Communist Black Caucus that has every district they own and control is a ghetto hellhole. It's a place that no one wants to go to. They're in control of every inner city school system, every inner city police, every inner city jail. They have produced nothing but drugs and misery. Black-owned businesses, black-owned housing has been reduced. They have presided over the destruction of black people. They should be ashamed of themselves, and I do not understand why any black person could be a Democrat. Huh. Interesting. So when, so you believe that John Lewis, when he gets up and says anything, is already discredited because of what he's failed to do since the Civil Rights era? He has done nothing. If, you know, John Lewis, bless his heart, you know, it took courage to do what he did in early life. But yep. what he has done now, he has, he has turned himself to his enemy like a, like a little girl being beaten by daddy and joins daddy, like an abused woman beaten by her husband, he, she joins the husband. He has joined the enemy. He has joined the oppressor. And what he should do, if you're a real man, John Lewis, if you're a real, real hero, you stand up tomorrow morning and you look at the American people and you apologize. You have led them through decades of hell. You, you should apologize, say you made a mistake, say that you tried to work with them, but the Democratic Party has always been the party of abuse, always been the party of the Klan, the party that was the war to keep slaves, the party that's always been the destruction of black people. Mr. Lewis, you have presided over the destruction of black America, and you owe us an apology. And by but the I mean, fact, you're more concerned, well, he, he's more concerned about, about Trump being the illegitimate president, but John Lewis is the illegitimate congressman. So, uh, presumably, he, I mean, you don't believe that John Lewis is doing this on purpose, or that other members of the Congressional Black Caucus are doing this on purpose, do you? <laughs> you know, that's why I love you so much, Tucker. You, you're just, you're, you're so kind, you're so genuine, but I know that you, I, I know that you hate BS. 
So I'm going to tell you, all I've seen that he has gotten rich, his people have gotten poor. Uh, the black caucus has gotten more power and influence, and the black people that preside over have gotten poor. More drugs, more gangs, less business, less homeownership, less education, more jail, more drugs. Now, if you did that in your job, you'd be fired. If you did that in any place else, you'd be fired. The worse black people are, the poorer we are, the stronger the Congressional Black Caucus is, the more powerful Democrats are, the, the worse off black people are. So I'm just saying that they... Citizens of America, looking around my, my country, I'm saying that every place you find black people and Democrats, you find poverty. Now, wait for someone to say where well, I'm wrong. You find disgrace. You find derogation. You find no jobs. You find a place that is utterly in, unlivable. That's his legacy. Huh. Mason Weaver, not a mincer of words. Thanks for joining us tonight with your perspective. Stay right. Um, stay right. We got to just stay right. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thank you. That was amazing. We're going to leave the show tonight with that. But that, that um, that's, that's just amazing. Um, I was a back Black Panther, um, uh, former Black Panther. But um, this is this is the major division and the major divide between this. He's calling the entire Black Caucus and this and the Congress, you know, useless, you know, and oppressors, mm-hmm. you know, of their own people. Well, that uh, seems to be a problem. They don't want to admit. Yeah, it's amazing. I, you no, know, he's not one they're proud of, I'm sure. No, but you know, you know, it's funny that um, um, uh, I wanted to bring this up too. I posted uh, drug prices in Canada versus USA, major, major. Yeah, we talked about yeah. that before. But um, this this was a really interesting thing too. Uh, it showed the demographics of um, of. Um, of, yes, uh, district. Of, of his district, we were the worst in the in the country. Wow. Uh, the worst in the state, anyway. You know, and uh, absolutely devastating. Uh, actual, you know, stuff. And uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Oh, and Clinton Foundation shuts down its global initiative. Um, you know, this is a scam. Nobody, nobody is uh, contributing to her anymore. <laughs> And, uh, and one can long with the wealthy donors and foreign government contributors during 2016, I provoked critics and blah, 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 blah. But, uh, but as soon as Clinton lost the election, many of the criticisms directed toward Clinton Foundation were reaffirmed, and foreign governments began pulling out of annual donations and singling the organization's clout was predicted on donor-based access to the Clintons um, rather than its philanthropic work. And the interesting thing too is about this and it's taking it's a long thing, but um <clears throat> um it talks about WikiLeaks, talks about everything, uh, how they how that brought down the, the Clinton Foundation. And but more so, uh I, I think what's most important about this article is that uh, uh you know, it just shows that uh, the fraud, the incredible fraud that happened there is still happening. So, but anyway, I want to thank everybody who joined us tonight, and uh, we appreciate the, uh, um, oops, all right, answer. Yeah, okay, and we, we really do appreciate everything you've done for for uh, listening to us, and we're going to go out with a bang here. So, good night, everybody. See you next week.